Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. I am Boyd Matheson. It's great to be with you. And we're going to lighten it up just a little bit as we start this final segment. You know, some people just have a, a knack for being good gift givers. Do you have a good gift giver in your life? Uh, those people are fantastic. They always know exactly what to get. They know where to buy it. They know what the uh, receiver is going to value and appreciate most. Uh, good gift giving, I think, is is both art and science uh, and is a gift in and of itself for those who do it really well. Of course, there was a, a lot of, uh, oh, I think raised eyebrows would probably be the uh, the right term when at the end of the summit – uh, that concluded yesterday between U.S. President Joe Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin that uh, gift, uh, the gift exchange portion of the program was talked about uh, in a rather interesting way. Uh, President Biden, of course, has long been known for his uh, aviator sunglasses. Uh, he's very proud of those. He's worn those for uh, a lot of years. And he gifted a pair of those aviator glasses to Vladimir Putin, which raised the question, you know, will we soon see a picture of a shirtless Vladimir Putin on a horse wearing Joe Biden's aviator glasses? That's a good question. Uh, The other gift that was given from the Bidens uh, to President Putin uh, was a crystal bison, a crystal bison. And... Uh, I I want to do some research. We want to figure out what is the rule for re-gifting if you are the head of a nation. If you receive a bad gift from a foreign dignitary, do you have to keep it? Uh, Can you keep it? Can you re-gift it? Uh, Can you take it to your next uh, white elephant Christmas party? Uh, Those are all really compelling questions I think we should get to. Uh, the crystal bison, by the way, uh, there is some value to that. Of course, that's a, a great symbol of the American West. Uh, it's The Bidens uh, said that they gave the crystal bison because it is a symbol of strength, unity, and resilience uh, that they believe is the epitome of America and the American people. So that's a, that's a meaningful gift anyway. Uh, I'm not sure what Vladimir Putin will do with a crystal bison. Uh, maybe it will be at his uh, white elephant uh, Christmas party coming up. Uh, so this led me to uh, some interesting uh, thoughts, and uh, maybe maybe I should confess it was a rabbit hole. We went down the rabbit hole this morning uh, as to what it, what are the rules when it comes to gifts exchanged with foreign dignitaries. And it's interesting uh, if you go back 
in time. Uh, back to 1928, uh, a law was passed that required these kinds of gifts that the president of the United States receives from foreign dignitaries that they have to be uh, you know, kept and housed in the National Archives. And that seems like a good thing because they're they're really giving something to the American people and the president is acting on behalf of the American people, representing the American people. So that uh, that seems fair enough. Uh, and that worked really well until a very interesting gift was given to President George W. Bush. The president of Bulgaria gifted a puppy, a puppy to George W. Bush. The National Archives was not quite sure uh, how to catalog and preserve that puppy. So I think in the end they ended up giving it to a uh, family uh, in Maryland. Uh, so that was uh, an interesting episode in those those gifts. So now let's go through and take a look at some of the, the good gift givers and maybe those that uh, could use a little practice. I think uh, interesting that uh, President Obama was uh, on the not-so-good gift giver list. Uh, you might recall uh, when he made his first trip uh, to our friends and allies in the UK, that he met with the Queen and he delivered to the Queen a set of CDs of himself and his speeches. Uh, that was widely criticized in the UK uh, as maybe a little over the top and a little self-important. And so he took some heat for that uh, gift. He was also criticized later. He gave, uh, I forget who was the Prime Minister at the time, uh, but gave them a set of DVDs of it was like classic uh, American pop culture movies or something like that. Uh, also not really high on the gift list. Uh, probably ended up at the White Elephant Party uh, inside uh, uh, inside the UK. Uh, some other interesting one. The Clintons received a uh, a very interesting gift. Uh, it was a a tapestry carpet uh, from uh, the leader of uh, Azerbaijan, uh, which had their images. In the carpet, uh, and it was a little uh, a little tough to look at there. Uh, the Obamas were on the receiving end of an interesting gift uh, from the UK, by the way. It was a, a very elaborate ping pong table uh, for the White House, so uh, that's uh, an interesting one to to think through. But I think the the best gift uh, of all time uh, between heads of state, uh, you actually have to go back to 1880 where I think the uh, the best gift that the United States has received from a foreign dignitary, uh, and that was in 1880, the uh, Queen Victoria presented to then-President Rutherford B. Hayes the Resolute Desk. Uh, so it was a desk uh, which had been crafted from the oak timbers of the British Arctic exploration ship, the HMS Resolute. And, of course, you've seen the Resolute Desk, particularly over the last five administrations uh, that have all used the Resolute Desk as the president's desk in the Oval Office. And I think that is a uh, uh, has to be the winner all-time best gift uh, given to the country. Of course, it's uh, made its appearance in uh, many a movie. Uh, anytime you see a president behind a desk, it, usually there is some reference in there to the, to the Resolute Desk. And... To me, great gifts always begin with great meaning and great purpose. And while I don't know that Queen Victoria was thinking this all the way through uh, when she gave the gift of the desk uh, to Rutherford B. Hayes, I do think this idea of being resolute uh, is something that is indicative of who we are as a country and what we all hope our 
presidents, regardless of political party, will be when they are in the Oval Office behind the desk acting on behalf of the American people. Uh, if you look at the, the term resolute, uh, it's uh, I love the, the beginning. It's admirably purposeful. And isn't that what we really want out of our elected officials? Isn't that what we want out of the president of the United States, that when they are in the Oval Office doing the work of the American people, that they are admirably purposeful in what they're doing, that they're determined, that they're unwavering uh, in terms of what they're doing and how they're doing it. And when you think that through, uh, that's something we all can work on just a little bit, uh, being resolute, admirably purposeful. Imagine how that would play out if we took that gift of the resolute desk. We all kind of took a mental note of that. And then in our relationships, in our homes and in our communities, that we were a little bit more admirably purposeful in how we handled those relationships or in our community or if our elected officials, if our business leaders, if our bosses and employers, if our employees and colleagues, if we were all a little more determined, a little more unwavering, a little more purposeful, uh, I think could go a long way and make a big difference for all of us. And so while there uh, are are many gifts out there, and one texture uh, highlights, of course, the best gift of all, the Statue of Liberty. We will credit France today. Uh, I was trying to think of some smaller gifts. There, there is actually, by the way, a four hundred dollar limit now on what, <laughs> on the value of the gifts. I think the Statue of Liberty and the Resolute Desk uh, blew that out of the water a little bit. Uh, but I want to finish uh, both in terms of thinking through what these gifts really mean. Uh, but this whole idea of being resolute, uh, I think it was. Uh, Sir Edmund Hillary, uh, who talked about being resolute this way. He said, if the going is tough and the pressure is on, if the reserves of strength have been drained and the summit is still not in sight, then the quality to seek in a person is not great strength or quickness, but rather a resolute mind firmly set on its purpose. Good advice for all of us. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.